Thank you for joining us at the Roundtable. Brought to you by Community Education Arts, a nonprofit organization based in Noblesville, Indiana. I'm Alice Cavanis Gober, President of CE Arts. And I'm Sarah E. Morin, Secretary of CE Arts. Let's sit down at the Roundtable.
Welcome back to part two of our interview with A. Paul Johnson, fabulous composer. We've just heard Symphony Number no. 2 IV, which may be Symphony Number no. 2 4. Uh, let's just keep talking with A. Paul. I, I do want to ask you about um, you are so, well, let me preface. You are so accomplished. And reading over your bio sheet that you sent, um, was just fascinating because you've been so many places you've done so many different things musically and um everything and and the people you've worked with and the organizations and fellowships and all of that stuff that the accolades if you will the highlights um are just you know so impressive and i look at your art journey if you will as being so successful like i said you have been able to you know uh earn your living doing what you love and that for any artist is the ultimate goal right <laughs> because otherwise we're starving in an attic and and we have a day job we hate right um yeah. but so i wanted to ask you about kind of like your artistic process in a way like how you make and approach your artistic goals um a lot of artists I talk to, you know, an inspiration hits and then they, they either just run with it or some artists have very specific steps in their process they go through. Um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit about that and the kind of follow-up with that would be uh, any obstacles or challenges you've faced and or highlights you want to talk about or at least do a shout-out for, you know. So those kind of, when you, when you have a goal, how does that process work? There's two ways to write, and I, and I have I have done both, and that is you know to receive a commission, mm -hmm. and I've been blessed to have some wonderful commissions from some great soloists and ensembles and you know full orchestras. Uh, the other is you know a piece just gets a hold of you and haunts you, and then mm -hmm. you write it and then try to find someone. You know, right, to, you will. Someone who will that, also appreciate it. Yeah, bring that to life. Uh, and there's advantages to both. The nice thing about the commission, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't say this. I'm giving away a secret. I, <laughs> I swore I never would. I can edit it we, out if we want to. <laughs> you, you usually get half in advance uh -huh. and half on completion. Right. So I would, you know, ask for the advance check and and go out and spend it, <laughs> and not do one iota of work on the piece. And then I would sit there and think, uh-oh, <laughs> if I were to pay next month's rent, right. I need that last check. So it's I'm a motivator, gonna... you know, that's motivation. Yeah, and, and, and different so people would, get motivated yeah. in different ways. So. And so then I would really get to busy, get busy, and sometimes work, you know, 20-hour shots. And sure. just, well, I, I go into, whether it's a commission or writing my own, I kind of go into state. I, mm -hmm. I go into this. I mean, my various spouse, I've been married a lot. Sorry, mm -hmm. I, I, I guess I love being married. I do it over <laughs> and over. Uh, but, you know, they would say, you know, we, we thought you were half asleep or I thought you were, you know, spacing out or, you know, what are you, what have you been smoking in the back room or whatever? And I said, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm working. Yeah. And I actually listen to other music while I'm working. I'll yeah. put on some Mozart or some Beethoven and, and compose. Wow. I think it, I think it, occupies one half of my brain so the creative part can go. Right. 
Wow, that's, that's impressive because I don't think I could do that. I'm not musical at all, so it's a moot point, but that, that would be difficult for, I think, for me. But, but that's a, and I only use fountain pens. I have no computer programs. Yeah. We talked about that kind of yeah. pre-interview mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm a technical, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, coming around the corner of, of <laughs> not even 20th century, let alone 21st. Uh, but I use, I use fountain pens and cartridge pens on heavy bond paper. Oh, and it's the feel of that pen on the paper yeah. that actually pulls my hand through the writing of the music. That's really cool. And I will write, like I say, for hours and hours and just be in a dream state. And then when I finish it and like take it to the piano or take it to the music stand and really try to double check what I do. And I don't say I don't make mistakes during mm -hmm. that. You have to use whiteout because I've been doing it in, in, yeah, right. in available light. <laughs> right. So I'll go back and fix the few things that I can, but I'll, I'll look at that and, and I'll say, well, who wrote that? Yeah, I, I, you know, this is speaking to me as a, mostly as a visual artist. Um, when I paint, I get into a similar headspace that you're describing where mm -hmm. I am lost in that canvas. And um, yep. I've been known to complete an entire painting within, you know, an hour to three hours. And I've been known to work on a painting for over a year before it's mm -hmm. done, you know, and but there's something about the, the, the time in the canvas that I am on one level unaware of you know, and hours can pass, I don't eat, whatever, you know, uh, you know, whatever happens. And um, oftentimes, the finished product, I kind of look at, like what you just said, like, did, did, did I paint that? Because I'm a self taught artist, I don't know the right way to use certain brushes or what effect that's supposed to create. I just do what I do. And because my vision's failing, I use a lot of texture. Um, I, I usually texturize a canvas first and then paint over it in case I need to feel where those textures are, especially since I do, started doing more abstract and semi-abstract paintings with my eyesight failing. So sometimes I'll finish something and I'll look at it and I'll be like, I, I, wow, I don't even remember using that color in that particular because I paint in layers and sometimes the colors merge and sometimes I paint over colors and things and I, I, I will honestly be like I have no memory of that you know so I, I'm, I'm hearing that I'm, I'm sympathizing with you on that that experience. The downside of that is you know we've come through a time and I started my early writing in the late 60s so you know I've been at this a long time but I've boy I've seen a shift in uh, how culture looks at artists, particularly independent artists. Yeah. And all along the way, I've, you know, I've gotten involved with composer groups, uh, you know, academic programs and so forth. And those, uh, and I, I don't want to make the term sound too detrimental, but what we call career artists. Yes, yes. Have criticized me very heavily and said, well, you know, you can never be a career artist because you write from all these different perspectives. Nobody knows what's going to come out of your mouth next. And I said, that's because it's not coming out of my mouth. Right. It's coming out of a deeper place that uses me as a vehicle to communicate it to the culture at large. I said, I'm not necessarily in charge right. of that creative process until it goes into rehearsal. Now, for performing arts, you still have to, you know, solicit, inspire, coerce, however you need to. 
the uh, ensemble players, the, the realization artists, to, to take it through the next step. Right. And I've written things for 80-piece orchestras. So, wow. I, you know, that's a lot of people yes. uh, to entrain into yes. your vision to make the, the, the reality come true. Right. On that. So, right. Uh, and at that point, you have to be totally the opposite. Now you go to the other side of the brain and everything is very technical and, and very on mark and you've got to know the language and you've got to know how to communicate. It's all about people. the final production, what the audience is going to see and hear. Yeah. Because it's a triangle. Yes, you know, right. You have the creative artist, you have the performing artist, and then you have the audience. Yes. And, and you don't, that yeah. inner, that energy's got to circulate between all of That's a very good point to make. Most people, they go to a production, you know, whether it's musical theater or an opera or, or whatever, and they experience that final product, that final production. And they don't think about, no, probably care, unless they're also involved in productions they don't think about what goes into that from the composition starting points all the way through the interpretation by the actors musicians symphony whoever the conductors everything to the final piece what they experience and um you know i love what you said about career artist because when I paint I paint in so many different styles and with so many weird made-up techniques you can't look at my body of work and say oh I can identify Alice in there because this is you know there isn't one Alice as a painter you know and I I'm hearing that you sort of feel that way as a composer there isn't one that's my humorous response to you know why you know what's what's wrong with your career you know you, you, this is not the way to have a career in, in the music business and I say well you know I would love to have a career but kind of, you know composing gets in the way that's perfect I love that <laughs> that needs to be on t-shirts you know <laughs> you go. should yeah. patent that you should patent that now audience out there you there's cannot, our retirement fund that's, that's right you cannot go. steal that that's a pulse okay <laughs> I'm telling the audience, hands off, copyright right there, intellectual, intellectual copyright right there. Join us next time as we continue our conversation with composer A. Paul Johnson. This has been At the Roundtable with Alice and Sarah E. of Community Education Arts. Our nonprofit organization is based in Noblesville, Indiana. You can find us online at cearts.org. We'd like to thank James Weston for writing our intro music and for his technical savvy. Join us next time at, at the Roundtable. Table.